Welcome to the Squadcast. It's another great day here in Upper Heart. Sunny outside, and it's good for you to be with you. Talking about Hebrews yeah. and uh, the message from Sunday, which uh, Sarah did an excellent job of of unpacking. Uh, what is a um, quite a deep book, uh, the book of Hebrews, and some really great thoughts out of there about spurring one another on and uh, yeah, just one another in one another as we continue our series of becoming and uh, finding Jesus in one another. So we're going to uh, unpack a little bit more, dive a little bit deeper, and uh, yeah, wrestle with it a little bit more. So we hope that this will be helpful for your squadcast, helpful for you to ask one another some questions, yeah. spur one another on, uh, provoke one another. That's a lovely word, isn't it? Provoke one another uh, and encourage one another as we figure out this uh, following Jesus thing That's right. in this 24, 21st century context. Sarah, do you want to share the passage? That yeah, let's start there. Yeah. Right, so this is in the NIV version. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with full assurance that faith brings having a heart sprinkled to cleanse us from guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Mm. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Um, you know, I mean, I had so many thoughts as you were um, preaching yesterday, and uh, for me, just the the continual theme that you brought through of Jesus is better was yeah. just uh, really powerful. And I think such a a simple tagline that yes. we can take into every day yeah. uh, as we approach different situations, Absolutely. and you know, just ask ask the question: Am I going to do that? Am I going to do this? Trust this, mm. or is the way of Jesus better. Yeah. Um, the thing that I uh, uh, I was thinking about, and, and we sang that song at the end. You know, you are good, and you know, and I totally believe, you know, all of that. But I was wrestling with this idea that what what is our definition of of God being good? Mm. What does good look like? And um, and how how do we actually trust? Jesus and still say Jesus is better and and you know like that like not swerve yes, you know yeah, but unswervingly, that's right. unswervingly make this trusting loyal obedience sort of decision mm-hmm. um, that Jesus is better when the outcome doesn't look good yeah because I feel like sometimes we sing these songs um, you are good. Um, and then potentially in the back of our mind saying or us or, or being disappointed when yeah. when things don't look yeah. good in our eyes 
you know, and I think you sort of brought out that idea of secularism that really it is we have a very us yeah. potentially and an us centered mm-hmm. view of the world, and so um, our definition of good is um, not our definition of good should have nothing to do with the goodness of God. Mm, that's right. the goodness of God as a characteristic. That's right. Not an outcome. Yeah. And so I don't know. I just you know. Jesus is better. Yes. Even when the outcome isn't good. That's right. And I'm sure, I'm sure in the past that I have sung that song through tears, you know, when it hasn't been good. And it's like, yeah, I think it's that, that his character is good. Yeah. Yeah. Goodness. Holding on to that even when it looks like carnage around me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that verse is, yeah, verse 23. I've got it in the ESV, and it, it says, Let us hold fast to, sorry, hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. Yeah. For he who promised is faithful. That's right. He who promised is faithful. And, and you know, this isn't about, this isn't about our faithfulness. This isn't. Thank you. Like, good thing <laughs> yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, totally. This is about the fact that there is a, a person or a personal divine, you know, being, you know, God Himself, who who uh, has He has made promises, mm-hmm. and He is faithful, yeah. and and um, and that is what we hold our hope is anchored in, and we're yeah. un, unwavered uh, in that confession of our hope, and you know, so I, I guess I'm the. the thing that I wanted to wrestle with a little bit this morning is, you know, because I've had people sort of say, you know, but um, because I, I'm personally very passionate about, you know, the ways of Jesus. doesn't mean that I'm, you know, perfect in, in following <laughs> the ways of Jesus, but I have this, I guess, core value, core belief that um, the ways of Jesus are the best way to live, Absolutely. even when they don't work in my eyes. Yeah. And I think that's the maybe the thing that we have to wrestle with a bit is what does the world say is good mm-hmm. versus um, finding goodness in the yeah. nature and character of Jesus. Yeah. Because I could I could be experiencing the goodness, and and there's probably it's pro- maybe good to point out that um, that you know in. Uh, the story of Moses and the when he says, "I want to see you, God," mm-hmm. and um, he's, you know, "I want to experience your glory." Is kind yeah. of this question that he asks, and you know, God is not in the thunder, he's not in the lightning, he's not, you know, he's yeah. in the still quiet, and it says that that God passed before him. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, so Moses is saying, "I want to see your glory," and it mm-hmm. says that the goodness of God passed yeah. before him. That's cool, and so. The glory of God is the goodness of God, mm-hmm. and and the goodness of God is actually something that we can tangibly know. Mm-hmm. You know, this is about knowing God, yeah. not just God being our genie. That's right, not a magician, <laughs> any of that. And I think we get, he doesn't stop being faithful just because we don't feel like he's being faithful. Yeah. Um, and I think limitations, it's like, man, you've dragged my face through the gravel, but God, you are still good and faithful. Yeah. Like yeah. His character doesn't change based on our perception. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And totally. I get that there's a tension when you are in the 
do you think that the whole you know draw near to god do you think if we're drawing near to god because so many people say oh you know i don't trust god right now or um and but they've stepped out often you know you say well you know have you connected with god anytime they're like no so i think when we draw near to him we get to is it easier to trust him oh absolutely i think i think so i mean trust is um based on relationship Mm. You know, I've grown to trust you mm-hmm. as a co-worker yeah. and, you know, as a friend, as we've gone to know each other. Yeah. Um, and so the more that we know Jesus, the more that yeah. we can trust him, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think, and I think that it shows not in the, so this trusting relationship with, with Jesus, which looks like loyal obedience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I trust you, Jesus, that when you say do it this way, that it makes no sense to me, but I'm going to do it this yeah. way anyway because I trust you. I just don't want to do it your way, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just don't I'll, I'll want do it, to. Yeah, said, yeah. yeah. Um, for me, that's an invitation to to spiritual maturity, mm. emotional maturity, mental wellness, um, because now it's not based on my ability. Um, my trust is in Him, and I actually think that secularism is an invitation to instability. Yeah. Because it's inviting you to base all of your worth and your value and your emotions on something that could change tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. You you you, you cannot control yeah. what tomorrow is going to bring. Mm-hmm. But secularism invites you yeah, to right. base your worth and value on something that is uncontrollable. Mm. And then the result is I need more control, I need more control, yeah. I need more control. Um but actually this trusting, obedient relationship with Jesus is saying no matter what happens tomorrow, yeah. the goodness of God doesn't shift. Doesn't shift. Yeah. 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 And Jesus is better than Jesus all of that better. stuff. Um, totally. Yeah, in the, that verse here yeah, in the um, Amplified, it says, um, for he who promised is reliable and trustworthy and mm. faithful. Mm. Yeah. 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 So how do we, how do we disconnect that those ideas from outcomes because mm. i feel like i whether intentionally or unintentionally my christian journey has been formed around this idea that if i am obedient mm-hmm. then good things will happen to me yeah um and then there's 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 elements of truth i think in that yeah. in the sense that there are kingdom principles that when we live live by them then we we experience the benefits of yeah. being a part of this kingdom mm-hmm. um you know uh galatians 6 god will not be mocked yeah. you you reap what you sow yeah um so are you, getting, are you hearing what i'm trying to get at like yeah. there is this element of where um yeah, choosing to participate in God's kingdom, there are benefits yeah. of choosing to participate yes. in this kingdom. But are those benefits worldly outcomes? Mm. And I feel like this is where the prosperity gospel has taken what is a kingdom principle and then made it about us. Yeah. Whereas if it was a kingdom principle that was about God mm. and about his glory and him getting the glory and the you know, yeah. I don't know. Are you hearing where I'm going or not? There's a lot there. 
Yeah, I don't know. I had lots of thoughts and they all fell out of my head <laughs> once we finished that. <laughs> yeah, I think, that, I don't know, that's maybe just something for people to wrestle with. Maybe I have just chucked something out there that is, uh, rather than scratching your itch, I've just got you to itch. And that's good. Yeah. You can have a think about that. <laughs> but at least keep drawing near regardless. Yeah, because, yeah. Because, yeah, like you said, there is yes. some benefit. Well, I think the for me, the benefit is, um, uh, so I, I'm, I, I give out of loyal obedience mm-hmm. to Jesus and because I want him to be Lord of my finances. Yeah. Um, I... I don't expect to be financially blessed because of that. Mm, yes. But what I am doing is creating a, or I, I am positioning myself in closer proximity to the Lordship of Jesus. Yeah. And and the benefits of that are is peace around mm, my finances. Mm. So whether whether things are good or bad... I am not ruled by yes. whether things are good or bad. Yeah. Because if I'm ruled by them, then when things are bad, then I'm anxious, I'm depressed, I have yeah. no peace. And when things are good, I'm, you know, uh, frivolous and, yeah. you know, um, getting value out of how much mm. I have mm. and materialism and all, all of that sort of stuff. And so, um, yeah, trying to see that the, that the benefits of participating in the kingdom are always inward benefits peace joy yes. love patience long suffering yeah. you know goodness self control um, these are the yeah. these are the benefits of making jesus lord of my finances lord of my time we kind of need to reevaluate what our, what success is for us so i come mm. from a family where what you're earning that is a you know how successful you are what's your value is placed on a dollar number and I have found there's times where I get anxious if I'm around that for too long. I start getting anxious because right. I'm not on, you know. So I've had to go, yeah, but I've got peace. Yeah, yeah. because like, Jesus is better. That's right. We yeah. might not have, you know, we yeah, we might not have lots of, you know, the prosperity, success looking things, but we have peace and Jesus is Lord and he'll provide. That's right. I don't have to freak out because he's got it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's, I, that's the that's the pinpoint of mm. it, eh? That you were really, or what? You know, it's interesting. Now eh? you preach and, and you talk to people afterwards, and everyone gets different things out of yeah. it. But for me, that felt like the pinpoint of no matter what is happening in your world, yeah. Jesus is better. One hundred percent. And 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 he's not better because he's going to make your life perfect no. on the outside, but because as you abide, mm-hmm. as you draw near to him, you are becoming more like That's him. That's right. And more like him is an inward thing. And I was thinking this morning when I was driving to work, I was thinking about how, you know, I heard someone say once that, you know, Jesus could do nothing else for us the day we die, but he is still worthy of our praise because of what he has done. Right. But I was thinking, man, actually how extravagant is it that we can have peace and joy and love and he can be working on our, you know, spiritual formation internally, all of that stuff. Like, what a gift that is. He didn't just go, I've done it for you, you're off, you know see in heaven you know like that's not how this goes we are built for relationship he's inviting us into relationship he's participating in relationship totally he didn't have to do that for us yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah he is the relational god that's it who wants to be with his creation yeah know them yeah and for us to know him 
and and this is our you know he has invited us to participate in the kingdom of heaven now and for eternity that's right and what we get to participate in now is is you know, Jesus said that the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. You know, mm. it's it's going to start small and it's going to start to grow. And yep. and and whenever we look at anything with scripture or with a kingdom perspective, it's always an inside out yep. thing. And so we we first have got to realize that. You know, because I've had people push back on me and say, "Well, if this is heaven now, then I don't want to have anything to do with it," kind of thing. Wow. Or you know, or yeah. or you know. But I'm going, no, no, you you're invited. To an inward experience of what heaven will be like, in yeah. the sense of in heaven there will be no such thing as unpeace. That's right. So you get to participate in that peace yeah. now. There will be total joy. You get to participate in that now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like all of those things we get to, he's inviting us into. Absolutely. I mean, the curtain has been yeah. split open. We've got yeah. access to this relationship totally. with God. Yeah. Yeah. And we have full confidence to be able to approach that throne of grace because of what he has done on our yeah. behalf. Why do you think people don't? Like, I guess, I look, and I've certainly been periods of time in my life where I've just been like, eh. And then, but every time you draw near, it's, it's almost yeah. intoxicating and you want more. Totally. What comes first, the chicken or the egg? Mm. Hey. So I think that the reality is this. It's certainly one thing that I have learned. Um, the more of the world that I consume, the less hungry I am for yes. Jesus. Yeah. But in the midst of all that, the more unpeace I feel. Yes. The more anxious I am, the the less loving I am becoming, you know, I have less joy, you know, Absolutely. all of those things. And I've also discovered the reverse is true. It's like the opposite of food. <laughs> the more of Jesus that I eat, yeah. the more I become hungry for yes. him. Uh, the less of them I eat, my appetite falls away. Yeah, that's right. Same with reading your Bible. Same with praying. Totally. Same with worship. Same with uh, probably, I guess, potentially church to some extent, coming and worshiping with others. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, and and I wonder whether that was why the writer of Hebrews is making those clear mm-hmm. distinctions. Hey, some people are in the habit of disconnecting that's from right. community. Um, we shouldn't be doing that. No. We actually need to be intentional about this. Yeah, and, and because there was persecution coming, the, right. the writer of Hebrews was quite clear that there has been persecution, there's more coming. Right. We need to be together in this. And I yeah. think that's, yeah, life is going to bring not only persecution, but conflict and trials and, you know, that's life, there's going to be hardship. Do yeah. it in a community. Yeah. Don't do it alone. Yeah, that's great. That's really good. Yeah. Um, there was a, a thought that came in, not not necessarily a question um, about um, you know the old and new covenant. Mm-hmm. Um, did you want to talk about that? Yeah, I'm, I don't. So someone, uh, so it was Warren. He shared yesterday uh, after the service about how in coding um, the term obsolete, and he was sharing about it how it just works so well here. But uh, when something is obsolete in coding, you can still use it. But there is a better code. And when you use the old code, you are bound to the rules of the old code. And I feel like that's so much of what and what you've been preaching recently, Michael. Um, you know, the, the old covenant, the new covenant, you could still abide by the old covenant if you want to, but you are bound by the rules. Yeah. But actually the new covenant, Jesus is better. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, and I think that's um, maybe where some people 
uh, can, I mean, there's a lot of confusion, let's be honest, around how does this old new covenant thing work, yeah. and and um, you know, so it's not that the old covenant has been deleted. That's right. It's just obsolete. It's just obsolete. Yeah. Um, there is a better way mm-hmm. now. A, a better covenant, and I think the writer of Hebrews maybe uses that terminology, a better covenant. Yeah. Um, and um, but the reality is that if we want to either judge people by, you know, as the writer of, as Jacob or you know James uh, says that if you want to judge people by the law, then you have, have in fact judged yourself by yeah. the law, you know, and you can't just pick one aspect of the law and judge them by it. That's right. Or judge yourself yeah. or try and live by it because in That's doing right. so you bring the whole law on top All of right. yourself. Um, and what, what the, as we follow the story through, we see that the law, and, and Paul says this in Romans, I think, so the law is like a teacher, mm. you know, and, um, and, you know, and, and in, some sense, in some sense shows us our inability to to even fulfill this you know right. like we could never fulfill fulfill it and i think you know this is what the writer of hebrews is really saying you yeah. know like there is jesus who has fulfilled all of the requirements of the law the one sacrifice for all time That's for right. all sin uh so that now we because of what he has done on our behalf and our union with him we are now reaping the benefits of a better covenant a better way to live think and act yeah better way to know god and um i just think we should live that way (laughs) absolutely and i think of just even just the idea around you know the tabernacle and the temple and how it used to be people would bring their offerings and they were there was one person gets to go in and experience some form of the presence of god Mm. man how good is it that we all get to experience that that's a better way yeah totally yeah yeah yeah, so what, what do you think? Because, I mean, we live in the 21st century where, um, you know, I guess the idea of the law, although, you know, if you've been around church long enough, you hear about it, but I doubt many people have actually read all 600 and something, you know, <laughs> and, and, you know, looked at them all intently. Um, but how, how do we still keep ourselves bound to the law? Um, and why do we, do you think it's just this element of shame and guilt that we have a misunderstanding about God? Maybe some control too, like if I control that I'm doing everything right, then I'm right with God. Right, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I often wonder, uh, and, you know, this is probably heading down it. A different track uh, but there's this element of um, this revelation as as you work through the story of the Bible mm-hmm. that that sacrifice was never God's no um, final word yep. or his best plan That's it. his best plan was intimate relationship with his creation um, and I wonder how much of the sacrificial system was for man yeah. versus for God, because I feel like sometimes we need something to say, I've done enough. Yes. I have done this and that makes me right. Yeah. Or make, you know, and it will makes me righteous. Yes. Um, and so we can sometimes, without even being aware of, 
the law and the require the the intricacies of the requirements of the law that our old nature has the sense in it that it must do something to appease God or get God on our side or um, make us worthy, Mm -hmm. righteous. Um, And so to say Jesus is better, I trust fully in Jesus that he is the one sacrifice for all time, for all sin, means that I... I don't need to do anything. Not in the sense that that oh I've got off scot free, yeah. but in the sense that wow, yeah, there's I don't need to try and be something mm-hmm. in my own strength. I don't need to try and appease God. Mm. Um, I can I have this full known and be known relationship yeah. with the living God. That means no shame, mm. no guilt, no condemnation. And, yeah. and I'm not looking for what's the minimum to do. No. I'm not looking for ways to sin and get away with it yeah. because I've got a new heart. Mm-hmm. I've experienced the goodness of God and I just want more of that. Yeah. For me, that's what this all opens up. Do you think maybe it's due to the fall? Like I wonder, so because I know that um, when Moses, you know, when there's kind of this, you know, Exodus 19, they're at the mountain and then the people are like, ah, oh, too much, God, we will take the rules, not the relationship. Yeah. Um, and obviously all the cultures around them, there is this idea of angry gods. So, you know, like there's nowhere in the Bible that it's, we know that Abraham, like Abraham's learned somewhere that you have to sacrifice. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. he goes to sacrifice Isaac. There's been no, the law is after that. Yeah, totally, yeah. So, you know, they're surrounded potentially by, you know, lots of pagan gods and, and what have you. So man's figured out we've got to appease these gods. But why are we still doing that today? Yeah, totally. And uh, yeah, uh, I just, yeah, it's almost like a human nature yeah, thing, like an old nature thing. And yeah. I think you're right from the fall. And and I really love that, you know, you've got the Genesis a- accounts of, of creation. And, you know, I mean, they're not the only no. accounts. You've got the Epic of Gilgamesh, which is even written before Genesis. Um, but the imagery that you have of, of all the pagan nations of, of who God is, yes. is this violent and angry God who must be appeased. And, and, but, the, but the true God, you know, that Yahweh is described in Genesis, and it's like a polemic mm. against all of the other accounts of, of who God is. This is a God who, who invites us into rest. That's right. <laughs> you know, yeah. you don't have to work your butt off to try and appease this yeah. God. This is a God who loves his creation, wants right. relationship There's with no his creation. There's no violence in our creation story compared yeah. to other creation stories. That's right, yeah. And it and it's like this written mm. attack. That's what a polemic means. It's yeah. a written attack against all of the other accounts and saying, My God is oh. better than your God. <laughs> yeah, and he's good and he's mm. better. Yeah, better. better. Jesus is better that's and right. that, you know i think that's um yeah like we need to unlearn a lot mm. of this stuff that um i think potentially is part of our old nature yeah i think so and you know we are new creations in christ jesus a new way of seeing god a new perspective that you know so, you know you know and and i really love uh, you talked about not getting past hebrews 1 verse 3 oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Which do you have it there? Can um, you just read yeah, that, real quick. and maybe we'll finish with this this thought. I've lost Hebrews. One moment. All right. So Hebrews one three, 
Ah, the sun radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God, and he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. When he had cleansed us from our sins, he sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So Jesus is the very image of God. He is God. You know, like, um, you know, what's God like? Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've often, you know, there's two ways to sort of say that. There's like, um, we, we say Jesus is like God or Jesus is God. But it's, it, it for me, it puts a different slant when we say God is Jesus. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, what is God like? He, Jesus. That's it. You know, I've had someone say to me once, um, yeah, but what about what about all of the descriptions of God we have outside of Jesus? I'm like, oh, no, no. I think, like, we have to understand that 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 the New Testament writers are helping us say see that that any image that we've had before yeah. is like looking through a dark glass. Yes. It's not a full image. In That's fact, right. a, a potentially distorted image. Yeah. Jesus is the full imprint of God. He is, That's right. you know, like, and and so, um, you know, Jesus is God's mind made up about us. Yeah. He not not a pagan view of God. No. Uh, no. Uh, Jesus is That's God's it. mind made up about us. That's right. And so, uh, you know, I think um, that really changes everything yeah yeah <laughs> and yeah don't be taking some descriptions from the old testament where and there's a whole other story about covenants and god entering into contracts with people that were sinful and totally yeah, yeah there's a big story such a big story that precedes all this a That's big right. big story and understanding where uh israel was in that story where abraham was in that story you know, the old covenant is actually the smallest part of the story. Yet we kind yeah. of make it the whole story, but Absolutely. understanding, you know, like all of the Genesis account, this is pre. That's it. And know, understanding yeah. the genres of the Bible. Like there's mm. just so much we can't just, I mean, we can just pick it up and Holy Spirit will speak to us, but there's also such richness and depth that is in there if we understand that backstory. That's right. Yeah. 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 And, and then that doesn't contradict God's character and nature. Totally. Yeah. And we can understand that at one point in the story that it was God's word to that people at a particular time, but not his final word because right. Jesus it's is better is the final word. That's right. And so each part in the story, we can go, wow, that's how God was interacting with those people then. That's right. Helping them on a journey to, and we live in the most blessed time because we yeah. live in the, the, on the other side right. of all that Jesus has done. Yeah. And so we get to reap the beautiful benefits yes. of having the indwelling spirit within us, a new heart, a renewed mind, and... It's just huge that we've got Holy huge. Spirit with us all the time revealing Jesus. Yeah. 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 We are, we are blessed and we should... That's right. Yeah. Let that truth just become more and more real for us each day. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I hope this has been helpful for you. Um, I've enjoyed talking about it today. Um, Hebrews. Wow. Um, I would love to do a series on Hebrews so sometime. sometime. We need a, a good chunk of time <laughs> to do it. Uh, but if you are listening to this, maybe you, you want to read Hebrews with your squad yeah, over the next it. few weeks and uh, encourage one another with that. But we just pray that you are you are blessed, uh, and you have a great.